0: This editorially independent podcast is supported by Visit Flanders. The Flemish town of Heralsbergen is famous for its association with a small cake called the Mottendart. It's not just any little cake. It's an iconic cake in Belgium. It has a long history, it's a source of unifying pride, and it dominates signs, shops and conversation in the town of Herasbergen. But it turns out that the Herasbergse Mottentaart is in a precarious situation. Why do Hiraz Birkenaar care so much about a little cake? Why is its existence under threat? And just what can a cake tell us about a people and a place? I'm Brendan Kearney, and you're listening to the Belgian Smack Podcast. I guess for someone who has never been to Herasbergen or maybe has never heard of the Matatart, mm-hmm. how, how do you best explain what it is and why it's different from other products?
1: Um, it's different, I think, um, when I compare it to other products because it's, it's so important for Geeraarsbergen and for the whole community of Geeraarsbergen. It's like they are their Geeraarsberge mattentaart and the mattentaart is Geeraarsbergen, so to speak.
0: It's this is Chantal Bischop. She works at the Centre for Agricultural History as the main contact person for Intangible Heritage. I thought it was a good idea to touch base with someone who understands the mattentaart's cultural significance before I travel to Geeraarsbergen.
1: It's... It's really part of their identity and their culture. Um, And you cannot go to Gierarsbergen and not eating a Gierarsbergse mattetaart. Even if you don't think about it, if you meet someone there, there's a lot of chance that you are offered one. a uh, Gerardsberg's Mattetaart actually. Actually, the, the, the name and the label of Gerardsberg's Mattetaart is um, only for the Mattetaart um, of which the matten, and the milk and the matten are produced in Gerardsbergen or Lierde. And it's, um, um, and it's um, prepared in Gerardsbergen or Lierde. The baking of it, that can be uh, done elsewhere, but all the process before has to be done in the uh, city um, of Geraardsbergen and the uh, community of of, um, Lierde. In Geraardsbergen, there are not many farmers anymore and not many uh, farmers who produce matten. I can look it up, um, but Serena... they, she has the, the most um, yeah. recent um, okay. uh, documents on it. But they are proud ab- about it. But it's getting harder and harder. Um,
0: like all s- traditional products, I think.
1: Yeah, because the farmers are struggling to survive. And actually, they are not getting a lot of more... Money from for their mutton a little bit It's it's depending on the milk price of course uh, but it's actually quite a lot of handwork um, to make the mutton so it's a fragile um, equilibrium yeah, so to say yeah. and that's why the last years in Hirsberg they are really looking to um, ways to that that farmers keep on. Um, producing the mutton because if they don't do it anymore, the Gerasbergse matataart will disappear.
0: Do you think there's a possibility that in a number of years the the Gerasbergse matataart might not exist?
1: Yes, there is a possibility. But I think um, there are, I I don't know, seven farmers or nine farmers, so that's that's not a lot. But I think when... There are a lot of initiatives, and Gerardsbergen is the city of Gerardsbergen is really trying to to prevent that, and that's a good thing. So I think the also the all the people of um if needed, will try to search together to um to solution to that,
0: save it yeah
1: to save it and actually so
0: it, yeah because there's a limited geographical uh, area with a certain Mm -hmm. only a certain amount of people you know that also has a kind of restrictive part of growth or of of kind of development
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so they they really have to
0: come together to try and make sure it doesn't die yeah
1: yeah yeah because for yeah you have you have matataarten in 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 the whole country but they are not here as matataarten and that's that's a bit different so um they
0: are very proud of it. So, yeah. Heeraarsbergen is known as the town of the three M's the pis, the Muir, and the Mottentart. When I get there, I park my car on the Heeraarsbergen market square beside the first M. The and piss it's a small statue of a naked little boy urinating into a fountain. It outdates the Brussels version by a couple of centuries but receives only a fraction of visitors. It's perpetually overlooked. From the market square I make my way to the top of the second M, the mur, a steep narrow cobblestone road, which reaches its summit at the Oudenberg Hill. At the top I see picturesque views of cute buildings with hilly streets winding in and out through the green landscape of the Flemish Ardennes and the Dender Valley. For decades, the Moor was the most iconic climb of Belgian cycling. But it was cut from the Tour of Flanders because Gérard refused to pay race organisers to include it in the tour. I watch cyclists zoom past me on their way up the hill. When they get to the top, they all do the same thing. They stop, get off their bikes, and out of their bags they each produce a cake that looks like a pie. It is of course the third M, the tarte. So the tarte translating into French as tarte au maton is a small cake of around eight centimetres in diameter made from a filling of curdled milk, the mutton, that's mixed with eggs and sugar and encased in a golden yellow puff pastry exterior. The texture on the inside is moist in contrast to its crunchy crust and the little raised central tip of the mutton tart is known as its rosie or little rose. When I come down from the Odenberg, I'm on the Vesten, a small square between the Moor and the town centre, and I go directly into the Veston bakery. Bakery de Vesten. Testing one, two, three, testing one,
2: two, three. Can you say the same? Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three.
0: This is Johan de Frois, a baker who is about to bake me my first mutton tart. Is this kind of um, the middle of Hietaspariin, or are you in a different part of the city?
2: No, it's it's actually uh, the very center. Uh, it's uh, the bakery. The western is called after the name of the of the, the place here. It's a big place where they uh, long passed away. They uh, had markets for animals. Ah, and it like, was, uh, what uh, does the word "vesten" actually mean? Vesten is a, is a, In fact, vesten is the wall uh, uh, around a city in the in the early ages and the middle ages. That was a vesten, and that's the name here of the place. So I called my bakery also the vesten.
0: Yeah, so it's really yeah from the center of. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really the center. And like, how long have you had the bakery here? 21 years. 21 years, and you're as as owner? Yeah. Okay, and um, before that, like, were you also working in other bakeries or Yes,
2: I have been working in bakeries uh, uh, in total, uh, 10 years. 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Since I was 16, I started in a bakery and when I was 26, 27, I started uh, for my own. And I mean, if you're already in a bakery from 16 and you start your
0: own business in your late 20s, like, was there a moment in your childhood or early in your life where you were like, yeah, I, this is it, this is me, I want to yeah, be a Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's a strange story. Uh, when I was 16, I was uh, studying for an uh, uh, accountant. And I had a, a at the moment. I had a very bad uh, how do you call it report um, at school. I had yeah, a report, bad, yeah, yeah, uh, a very results, bad yeah. results. And my father said, uh, "You go at our baker where my parents went for the bread. Uh, they were asking a, a guy to help in the in the holidays." And my father said to me. Uh, You had bad results, you can go to the baker so you can know what working is with your hands. So he wanted to teach me a lesson. And I went there for 40 days and I came back and I said, I want to do that. And that's how I started my my career as a baker. And what was it in those 40 days that you felt, this is for me? The work. And, And especially you the idea that you make something of flour, water, uh, uh, yeast, uh, and you make a product, and people love, love it, and they eat it, and, and that's what uh, I was, also cakes, you make a cake for a birthday, and when you see a child of 23, 4, three, three, four five, six years old, and he's happy, with the cake that you make that was for me the
0: i asked johan for a short description of the baking process
2: for the mat and tart then the the farmer or we go over there they take it over here and then we start to uh, mix it we mix it we put uh sugar and eggs with it okay and is it is and it then a- you have the the inside of the cake the filling uh, yeah the, the filling the filling yeah. yeah and is that is that like um just like white sugar yeah white sugar and the eggs we separate them so do you put it in
0: the white or the yolk
2: uh both we the white we whip it up and the yolk we mix it together with the mutton and the circuit when the uh, the whites are whipped we it under but very gently yeah so you, know, you don't break f- it and it's yeah, so fluffy yeah, yeah. yeah and that's the the filling of the cake and the around the cake we have um uh, uh is, is it kind of like a like a pastry yeah it's pastry, like um like you have yeah uh, bladerly
0: and then you have so you have the inside of the cake and then you have the the, the kind of the fine pastry layers on the outside yeah, yeah, yeah. that has to be baked yeah. in the oven now you you showed me that you have two different ovens yeah. one you have for bread for bread and the other you have for cakes like the matadar
2: yeah the oven for bread is, is it's uh, another heat you give to the to the product uh, the bread is baked on stone floors and the oven is heated up with uh, bars where there is liquid uh, oil in it you heat uh, the oil and the bars you heat uh, the bars up and that's the the heating for the oven Where we bake the matte tartan in that's heating with air like people have uh, ovens in their home just the same. Uh, why is that better? because uh, the product with uh, with uh, heating air, will go we will have more volume and that's why we bake mattetarten there. So for someone who's never
0: tasted a a matatarten before how would you describe the the flavor and the texture
2: of the of the cake? Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't I you cannot compare it with with something. Some people think think when, when you say how it's made they will ask us, is it a cheesecake? But it's not a cheesecake. It's not. It's totally different. You can compare it with, with something. Uh, but is it, is it kind of,
0: is it sweet? Is it savory? Is it uh, f- like very heavy? Is it like flaky? Is it soft? You know, like.
2: Ha- it's very it's, uh, it's Very sweet. Very sweet. The outside is very uh, how do you say croquant, uh, uh, crunchy. Crunchy, yes. And the inside of a mottotart is very mo- moist, yeah, yeah, moist. Yeah. It, it's it's a little bit wet. And it all together, the, the how do you say, beleveness, the experience of biting in it is. Yeah, I don't know with what you can. Uh, so, so, are you
0: saying that you know there's 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 nothing? Do you want to go now? Yeah. Do you want to take a break? That's perfect. I'll just. Johan runs to another room in his bakery and he pulls out a few molten tartan from the oven, still warm, totally fresh. So these are fresh out of the oven. Fresh. So can I try one? Uh, or should we wait? Is it too
2: is it too hot? Dry. Okay, so I can I can immediately see it's it's already it will be quiet now for one hour. Yeah. Of yeah. the experience. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> you think?
3: <laughs>
4: Thank you. It's hot hot, eh? So
0: the pastry is really flaky. Yeah. Really um like melts on your tongue. But the inside is much sweeter than I was expecting.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's really a, a cake.
2: I was expecting more like a pie. No, 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 no. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's uh, what we call it uh, drogebak. Mm. Uh, dry cake. It's, I'm getting some of the egg. Yeah. Now, the egg, kind of eggy flavor. Mm, it's delicious. Thank you. <laughs> so, Normally you eat it when it's cold, but ah okay, but it's good when it's warm. <laughs> I just want to tell it: we bakers have the privilege to eat it warm. It's much better. Warm. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: You know when you have when you have this kind of group of people who are all you know um, helping to promote the the, yeah, the, the yeah. cake and you have the bakers the farmers mm-hmm. the, the the people that are more public facing that do the storytelling. Yeah. Um, it, are there any disagreements or like kind of politics in in the kind of small community of matatart?
2: Always, but always small. Uh, we stand for our product and it's not my product it's the it's also your product it's that other baker's product we kind of together we are a pretty good group no I can understand that you know uh, any
0: like disagreements or maybe tensions are down to like the pride in the place you're from and the, the, the kind of the, the the intention that the product is held up as high as possible but I'm just wondering like what might people disagree about, is it like how it's promoted or how it's made or
2: who should be the... No, it's much smaller much like like, sh- like uh, when I started in the in the beginning uh, like with the Brutus Cup of the Heroes matter. We go to events to promote the Mata When I go there with the Mata I don't put my name on it. It's not a vessel. It's the heroes Mata Tart. Okay. You know, sometimes there you have a little bit discussion. Uh, some people want to, have to say, it's my matatart and I want my name on it. But we say then, listen. It's the Herersberse Mottetart. The greater good. So yeah, That's, what, that's yeah. what you believe. Yeah.
0: But, but is there not a part of you as well that's like, you know, if, if people really like mine as opposed to other
2: people's? You have to do that in your shop, but not in the Herersberse The Herersberse stands for the tart of Herersber. All the bakers, the farmers, the people together, not your shop or my shop.
0: not your shop or my shop. The people together. The brooderschap van the mattentaarten. That's the brotherhood of the mattentaart. What the hell is the brotherhood of the mattentaart? Part 2 Matten. The mission of the Brotherhood of the Herasbergse Matten Tart is to, and I quote, perpetuate the region of Herasbergen as the genuine cradle of the Matten Tart. I learned that the Brotherhood has a prince. And it turns out that the prince has a phone number I can call.
3: is <laughs> Gezien van op de Oudenberg. het panorama. Ah,
0: ja, ja. Is dat, is dat uh, op bij de muur? Ja, ja bij ja. de
3: muur, ja, de, de kapel. De kleine
0: de daar ja ja. Ja, ja,
3: ja, ja.
0: The Prince of the Brotherhood of the Hielasbergse Matertarten is Roger Flamont who lives with his wife Irene de Smet in a residential area on the higher hills at the edge of town. Roger will turn 100 years old in January. Now neither Roger or Irene speak a word of English, but through my limited garbled Dutch, I managed to secure an invite.
3: We are stopped at the 1991. And then we
0: so when I arrive two freshly baked mataten are pulled out of the oven. they're plated up on the back terrace with orchards and meadows stretching out for hundreds of meters in front of us. Some of those fields located in Flanders, some in Wallonia. Roger and Irene tell me that they worked as bakers in Herajbergen for most of their lives on the Vesten. Where Johan de Froy now has his bakery.
3: Um, I was born in the bakery. Ah, oh, super. So... <laughs> it was the third generation. Yeah. Always from father to son. Yeah. He was the third generation. In
0: 1978, they discovered that a group of Walloon bakers just across the language border in Floebach had created Le Confrérie de la Tarte au Maton, their own Brotherhood of the Maton Tart. Alarmed at the potential of Heerausbergen losing a central place in the cake's story, Roger and Irene were among a group of Heerausbergen bakers who, on the 17th of September, 1979, founded the Brotherhood of the Heerausbergs Amatertaarten. Their activities were diverse, and as it turns out, highly effective.
3: But in April, hebben we een dag van de
5: mattetart.
3: Ik heb dat gehoord, ja. Ja. En daar worden de mattetartto gemaakt. Mensen zien daar.
0: The Brotherhood organized the first Dag van de Mattetart, or Day of the Mattetart in 1980. An event which was opened by dignitaries including the town mayor and a Mattetart princess. A huge tent was erected in the market square. And you know, the day of the Mottentart still takes place every year in April with tastings and demonstrations and a ceremony to induct new members into the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood campaigned for the Mottentart to appear on the national postage stamp and in 1985 it became the first ever regional dish to be depicted on a Belgian stamp. 3.2 million Mottentart stamps were printed for circulation the town of Hjærasbergen bought 40,000 of them in the first two days of their being printed. The Brotherhood secured world records. On the 16th of April 2000, Hjærasbergen paraded a massive matatart tart on its market square. 15 bakers used 2,000 eggs to create a matatart tart which weighed 536 kilograms and measured 13 meters in length and 1 meter in width. It was certified by the guinness world records as the largest tart ever baked in belgium the brotherhood landed some well-known inductees some of its most famous members included sports people like he days the most successful manager of the belgian football team in history also politicians like uh, government minister Herman de Croix, the father of current Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croix, and also scholars like um, Herasbergs poet Marlene de Smet, whose erotic poem, Dapeltartje, or Nipple Cake, compares the small crust on the top of the cake to a nipple. Roger and Irene show me newspaper clippings and pamphlets relating to all of these accomplishments, but the thing they are most keen to tell me is what is considered by the people of Hjærasbergen to be the greatest achievement of the Brotherhood. In 2007, after a four-year application process by the Brotherhood, the Hjærasbergen Mottatar was awarded a Protected Geographical Indication under EU law (PGI). PGI emphasizes the relationship between the specific geographic region and the name of the product. So it became a legal offence to use the term Hierachbergsen tart unless you played by the rules. You know, you could still use the label if you bought the unbaked raw matatart from a baker in Heraksbergen or Leerde and baked it in another town, but the matten always had to originate in the region. And the cake Always had to be prepared there too. An
5: The,
3: yeah. well yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. okay. yeah.
0: the Heraxbarse Matata was the first ever regional Flemish food product to receive European recognition and protection. The announcement resulted in an explosion of media coverage for the town of Herarsbergen and for the local mattataart. Tourism benefited. And most importantly, the protection allowed bakers in Herarsbergen and Leerde to increase the price of their mattataarten and it precipitated a huge boost in their sales.
3: Zolang so the uh, the there are bakers, in Gerasbergen, there will be matte taarten hè? Eh? Dat That will be want because that will hè? Ja, Gerasbergen is, uh, is matte taarten. Yeah. Eh?
0: So the bakers were thriving. The city leaders were delighted. The townsfolk were proud. But as I thank Roger Flamand and Irene de Smet for the visit, and I drive back towards Gerasbergen, it strikes me that there is one group of people who seem to have been largely ignored in the Matatartan conversation. One group of people with whom I'm yet to speak. If the brotherhood is the history of the Matatart, then its future lies in the hands of the farmers. Ay, feel I'm in mood for a up. I hit the function, hit the rose till I hiccup. I hit the stage and leave with money that she picture perfect, so I told him I'm a flicker. Bill, I'm in the move for a change I leave the city and
4: return with my changer. They got amnesia, don't remember how they played us. They want to knock me down, but somehow I just stay up.
6: Do you want to see the coast? Yes, please. You stop. <laughs> you. Is it a sliddle yeah. Uh, we didn't go. The dog also. Oh, he comes too. Yes. So when we take the Jeep, uh, his, uh, he's a yeah. brother.
0: I'm with Linda Bruyne. She's 31 years old, dressed in shorts and hoodie. She's got ash blonde hair tied back in a ponytail and red cheeked, healthy skin earned from a life spent outdoors. She has a three-year-old daughter, Frances. She lives across from her father's house, a few hundred meters from the farm, on a country lane on the outskirts of Hjertersbergen.
6: Dit are de Moby, heb He think he think we come for taking the cool cows at home. Yeah. Okay, so these are the ones that give the milk
0: to the muffin?
6: Yes, this. Um, you see the the brown one? Yeah. And uh, there, they are a uh, grouse. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, they call it uh, brown Swiss.
0: You just calf your own cows, so you never buy cows from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's to, to milk, um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
6: It's too expensive to give them milk, Yeah, yeah. Vitaminen, and it's too expensive. When we, when you can buy a a cow who has calved, who have the milk direct, it's, 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 um, it's also expensive. You, you met um, 1500 euro for for a good cow or or 2000 euros, you can also give that. But when you, Growing up, you wait two years, you give the grass, the mice. It's expensive.
0: You also have to pay
4: for
0: the vet. Yes. One of the reasons the matatarten of Heerasbergenars are so special, say Heerasbergenars, is that the grass from the Dender Valley has a specific profile and thus contributes to a milk with unique characteristics in turn differentiating the, the taste of the modern. Now, a research paper from biologist Eric Cosens confirms that this is possible. And it offers interesting insights into the history of agriculture in the region. But there seems to be no single defining scientific source that categorically links a special type of matatart to the location of the town.
6: Uh, we have 20... Um, Hektaren, uh-huh. just for the cows. Okay. And then we have uh, other. So the milk
0: f- from those guys is like, yeah, the the tank then for Olympia and then the rest goes for mutton. Yeah. Yes. And what size is the tank for Olympia?
6: Um. Eight thousand.
0: Eight thousand and then eight hundred liters for the mutton. Yeah, but
6: this the the tank for the mutton it's uh, four thousand.
0: Four thousand, but mostly it's like. Ten percent of what they produce will be for Malta.
3: Yes.
4: Yeah. And in
0: in here, like for people that are working, it's it's you.
6: Yeah, uh, my father, yeah. my sister, just the family. Yes, just a yeah, follow me. How
0: many brothers and sisters
6: do you have? One sister. One
0: sister. And is she older or younger? Younger. What age
6: are
0: you? Thirty one. What age is she? Uh twenty-nine. All right, so you're close. And so basically you you have to do all the work then? Yes. Your dad does the milk and you do the
6: Uh he's just milk at the morning.
0: Lynn's father does not produce mutton anymore, focusing instead on the busy work of dairy farming. And so Linda Brouna produces Mutton on her own, seven days a week, on top of her other job at the meat counter of large supermarket chain, Colruyt. Sometimes she'll ask her aunties or her 83-year-old grandmother to go and check on the Mutton if there is an emergency at school with Frances, or if she has to fill in shifts for others at Colruyt. But mostly, she does it alone. It's just in here
6: yes this the milk uh, has um thirty four degrees
4: yeah
6: and we put it here for thirty degrees thirty two degrees and we uh, burn burn up to yeah. um
4: 85,
6: 85. 85 degrees and then we did the vinaigrette alzen yeah uh, uh to event, the yes, to and yeah and done when we put the vinaigrette to the milk at uh, sef- 70 degrees it will not work.
0: It will not curdle. No. schiften Yeah schiften. So if you when
6: it eighty five temperature in order to curdle. Yes. When it eighty-five, eighty three don't curdle. Really, so yes. it has to be eighty five. Eighty five, uh, 86, It's is, uh, is also good.
0: So these are like big, like stainless steel Yeah, it's uh, gewoon. You, know, you cook a big soup yeah, in.
6: Yeah,
0: yeah, And then you add the milk in here, heat it up. Yes. This is gas, I guess. Yeah, gas. Um, so like with a fire underneath, and then yeah. you get to eighty five. Yes. Add the vinegar.
6: Yes, and, uh, and stir. Yes,
0: and um, the. The,
6: the vinegar, so some, some
0: people add like buttermilk. Yes,
6: also. But but that's uh, also like to, to, to make, to create the, the curdle. Yes, 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 yes. But uh, buttermilk is very share
0: Expensive.
6: Yeah, expensive. And... Um, uh, vroeger. Before. Before, it was... The, the people don't like buttermilk. And then they used it for the mutton.
0: Oh, so they didn't use buttermilk. They didn't like buttermilk, so it yes. was like, a, it was like
4: a give, give it to the farmers. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, okay, so then that's at eighty-five. You start, you start to get the curds. Yes. Do you? How long does it take?
6: Um. Pff, not long. Min, minutes. Half an hour, an hour. No, 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 no. When you put the ozan Yeah. Down, you. Stir. Pff, one minute, two minutes, and it's. It's finished, it. yes.
0: And do you... Do you immediately have the, the curds that you need to put in the bags then? Yes. So you take them out immediately. Yes. And then they just drain. Yeah. And the bags are made of... Like...
6: Natal doeken. <laughs> Netel doeken.
0: It's like a muslin.
6: It's, it's like... Um, you make confiture. Jam. Jam, yes. It's the same doek, but... Okay. Netel
0: everything the livelihood of the bakeries, the existence of the brotherhood, the protected status of the cake everything hinges on the production of mutton curdled milk from local farms It is the cake's agricultural base ingredient its major flavor contributor its connection to the land I remember when we spoke on the phone I had a list. Of names, yes, like yes, yes. From the start, yeah. And you said dead, dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> yes, dead, he's dead, he's yeah. dead, he's uh, dead, he stopped,
6: yeah, he uh, stopped. Has no children. No.
0: So if you have nine on your list, and now we really have like four, five, four or, five,
6: or five, yeah.
0: in another 15, 20 years, maybe you have two.
6: It's about two years ago, we didn't make so much, but now.
0: Because the others are
6: dropping, right? Yes. No. No. I don't have just this. This one. One I have stock. That's it. That's it.
0: And you have
4: demand.
6: Yeah. For for Saturday, for Saturday, sadr- I need two hundred three hundred kilos.
0: <laughs> and each is five kilos. Yeah. And how many? How many can you hang up in one in one day? Uh,
6: we can make when we. Make all the milk. 16. This of all the cows. Yeah. We have two hundred forty kilos. Yeah.
0: We so actually, you're you have more work because the others are dropping out, which is good for business, but tough for you guys.
6: Yes, we um, we made the price higher. Yeah. And
0: people weren't happy. <sighs> what did they say? Oh, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. Um, We we normally the price was four euros. Mm-hmm. Per kilo. Yeah. Yes. Um, we did say it. Uh, um, vanaf 1 maart, uh-huh. we met it 4,50. Yeah. And no one paid. Um, they, they, they said, we give 4,25 and on August, yeah. we we'll give 4,50. And what did you say? Uh, yeah. Well, you have to accept. Yes.
0: Do they understand how much work is involved? No, yeah. no. They just think it just appears.
6: Yes. He didn't know how much work it is. Yeah. You won well. Yeah. You is, He's
0: a good
5: client.
6: Yes. You won mean, a good person also. Yeah.
0: And like for you and your... What's your sister's name? Yasmin. Yasmin. So for you and Yasmin, like... You, bo- you were born into a farm I guess and your father farms and I don't know is your mother living here as well?
6: Yes and my, my mother her father has also a farm.
0: Yeah so this is something you grew up with? Is it like are you are you doing this because you have to or are you doing it because you want to?
6: <laughs> when I stopped in the color I want to do this but no.
0: Yeah, so if I said to you you could, you don't have to work in the culroad to, to, to make ends meet. Yes. You can make map Yes. your full profession. You would you would do that. Yes. Yeah. So it's not something that you do because your dad makes you do it. On um,
6: no. But it's too much no. Call yeah, yeah Here. two jobs. Yes. I have But is a that
0: not the way that a lot of younger farmers go? Is like there's not enough to finance life with the current farm situation, so they need to find a job, Gallerud, yeah. or uh, in another business in the yeah. town, and then what happens is you have a lot more things that don't get done here because you're in colour half yeah. the time, yeah. and then it becomes more difficult when you are here.
6: Yeah, it's a. This, so normally at the evening, I have to make also matte.
0: So you 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 come back after your shift at Color to make yeah. matte. Yeah.
6: No, now my shift is over. Eh? I work from 6 to 1.
4: Yeah.
6: Done here, but uh, tomorrow it's also 6 o'clock. I start in the call right and then, So you're basically
0: doing two jobs in one day. Yes. So yeah. you need, you need a holiday. Right?
6: <laughs> yeah. Vacancy. Yeah. I have also a, dog, a daughter.
0: Uh-huh. What age is, is, is she? Three.
6: Yeah. A lot of work. Yeah. But she is... um, ...heel gemakkelijk. Very easy. Yes. Yes. What's her name? Frances.
0: Frances, yeah. I have a friend who has a daughter called Frances. Mm. It's a nice name. And... Mm. uh, Will Frances
6: make me It's her choice.
0: Linda Browna is working two jobs, seven days a week, while trying to raise a family and make things work. She wants to continue, but there's a chance that mutton production will become unsustainable for her to the point that she'll have to stop. Here, Åtsbergsen tarten is an EU protected term, but with fewer and fewer mutton farmers every year, and nobody to replace them. There may soon be nothing to protect. Part 3 Identity Okay, so, um, Arne de Winde, that's correct, Uh, you're uh, a Heerarts Bergenaar, yes that's correct. So, um, um, what's what's your job, what's your
5: job title or what do you do? Actually I'm a a literary scholar, so I'm a professor in literary studies and arts, I work at arts campuses, two arts campuses in Belgium, arts university campuses. Okay, and which which, uh, universities? I work at the University of Hasselt, BXL Mad School of Arts and Lucas School of Arts. So, uh, yeah. So that's maybe a strange combination to be a, like, like a kind of mat- tart freak on the one hand and a <laughs> university professor on the other. But I, I think it's a great combination, actually.
0: Arne de Winde is a Heerausbergenaar and a self-described mattentaarten freak. I'm hoping I can talk with him candidly about what the cake really means for people here. And what's in store for the town if the cake were to disappear?
5: It's a a threatened sort of pie, I would say. I mean, the strength of the mother tart is at the same time its weakness, as you described it. I mean, the strength is, let's say, this peculiar collaboration between regional farmers and bakers. And that's really unique because other regional uh, uh, products can, of course, be produced with, with products you buy in the supermarket. And here there's this unique collaboration. But of course, that's, that's a weakness. And, and um, I mean, I'm really concerned about that. And another concern is, um, there's another threat, let's say. Um, a lot of bakers are afraid that, let's say, a mega uh, company would move to Higertsbergen, start producing on a large scale Mottetarten, and then you have a problem as well. Because they can say... Or, or, or promote their product as Gera's Bergse but of course it's a kind of mass production. That's a real threat as well. So um, the, the production now is really uh, artisanal? Um, yeah, artisanal craft.
0: Yeah, really. It, and really that, artisanal. and that, is, that is something that, so you're saying that's something that people really see as part of the, the value of the product as yeah, well? Yeah, and that's why, that's because,
5: because that reason, I mean, there are so many variations and all these bakers being in some kind of competition to make the best kind of matatat. But if a large company moves to Gerasberg, starts producing matatat on a large scale, that's a real threat. I mean, uh, I think. But of course, the the, the main threat is, of course, the, let's say, the continuation of the farming um, industry.
0: And I mean, is there anything that can be done or is being done to help farmers to to do more, to maybe promote people to get back into doing this? Or I mean, if you have farms, that exist that aren't matten, would to say, look, we'll make it interesting for you so that we can preserve the longevity of this, of the matten tart. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The, the only thing is what I
5: hear uh, all the time is that it's actually that it, it costs way too much energy, that it's not that lucrative. I mean, that, um, that it's actually way too expensive to produce mutton, and that the return on investment is way too low. But that would mean, of course, that the let's say, the, the price at the shops, at the bakeries, should rise. And I don't know, I mean... Cultural microcosmos with stories, rituals, organizations, rivalry between baker, bakers, rivalry between organizations. I think that's really, I mean, really interesting. And, and all also really eccentric in a way, for example, in the book publication I, I made with a, a colleague of mine, we, we gathered all also these all these artistic or literary. Expressions around the, around the Matatat, and it's really, I mean, mind blowing. Uh, how many poems I mean, that have been written about the, uh, the Matatat, you can't imagine. We have a local artist here, uh, I think he's 85 years old. I think he has written 100 poems, mostly erotic poems, about the Matatat. So okay. there's this entire erotic imagination about the Matatat. And that's what I think. So, is so really the, the
0: Matatatat as a kind of an erotic representation of his wireless desires or what 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 is what, is, what are these poems about <laughs> actually the erotic imagination
5: is based on this let's say the form of the matatat and with they call it the there's a, some kind of crown on top of the matatat: ah, yes. which is actually the cut because otherwise the cut the that
0: lets the air sort of rise the uh, at the top of the cake yeah. precisely because otherwise it would explode okay I mean, so, so you're saying that that cut that the little bit that forms at the top is kind of is r- the nipple is the like nipple. the nipple okay. of
5: the matatart. Yeah. you don't want I mean, I mean <laughs> there have been written so many prose about let's say the, based on the metaphor of the matatart as a breast and it's actually based on a politician local politician uh, actually the father of our prime minister de Croo de Croo Herman de Croo he once compared the matatart at uh, the, the top of the Matetard, the crown of the Matatat to a nipple. And that triggered, let's say,
0: this entire... The, the, the father of the Crow did this. Yeah, he was this. actually...
5: He's actually a very, uh, let's say, enthusiastic ambassador of the Matatat.: And he
0: uh, also where, where, where are the, the Crow family from? From Brakel, which oh. is actually... Brakel, not, not too far away. Yeah. And so he, really, he's fam- very familiar growing up, I guess, uh, yeah, with the Matetard. Uh, every
5: year on the day of the Matetard, he's invited. And every year, he, of course, is a, a former a minister... A secretary wants to make a joke about the nipple of the matatart. Yeah. Sorry. So it's it's really I mean, it's it's really funny and actually but, but actually the, uh, Herman de Croo, so the father of our prime minister, he was really a let, let's say enthusiastic ambassador because he also financed the biggest matatat ever produced, which is in the world Guinness Book of Records. It's it was twelve meters long, on yes. one meter and a half. <laughs> sentimental value which which of course is integrated in the story of our city and this idea of cycling and the matata art and it's all one integrated story so to speak and it, 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 it's part of a kind of identity discourse, that's our identity and the, the city on the hill with the, the cobblestone and the moniker piz and it. It, it's all one in, uh, part of one integrated story about our identity so to speak and of course I mean this this uh, sentimental dimension of a very banal
0: cake is under pressure, of course. I mean, it, I agree. Th- that's, that is, you know, what you said about the town is definitely something I see when I come in here. It's like really pleasantly surprised. It's quite a picturesque town. You're really in the heart of the Flemish Ardennes. Um, so that's kind of the aesthetics of the town. <clears throat> and the the, 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 the Moor and the piece and the Matatar kind of also give us a, a feel for the people. But like how are the people of Gerasbergen Different to maybe those in towns around. Yeah, I mean, I don't believe in let's say in very unique
5: identities. But what what singles out, I would, what I like about the city is its eccentricity in a couple of ways. And for me, like let's say the the mulletart embodies this eccentricity. It has a very delicate taste, but it looks oh so basic and banal. And in a way, I mean, the 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 pis as well, or manicapiz is like a, a kind of, he's not standing proudly and uh, swinging, his, uh, swinging his, his his dick around. No, no, he's like a plump farmer, uh, in a very, I mean, standing in a very uh, banal way. And I li- what I like about the Gerasbergen people, and that's difficult as well, is, is, is this, uh, I mean, we consider ourselves as eccentric, also in a geographical sense, topographical sense, lying outside of the center at the border with Wallonia, and it's a kind of borderline region. We, we want to belong to the Vlaamse Ardennen, but at the same time, we're considered Denderstreek. We don't want to be identified with Ast and uh, Ninove, but at the same time, we're not the bourgeois people from Aardenhallen. So in a way, I mean, I think that's really interesting. this a this, this, uh, marginal or eccentric position. And it, I mean, I I really don't believe in fixed identities, but I do think this idea of being, let's say, not at the center, at the margins, uh, mirrors, let's say, or that we have this kind of energy. I
0: I know exactly what you're saying and and it doesn't have to be like this kind of um, very defined sort of difference. But I mean, I know like where I come from, the small town and there's a slightly bigger town six miles away. That, you know, on the face of it, there's probably not very much difference between the people that live there. But if you say to someone in one of the towns about the other town, something immediately is conjured up in their head, you know, without you <laughs> saying anything that they know because they've lived there all their life and they think something. So, like, for example, what would, if I ask someone in Odinard about the Heiraz Berken, what does the Odinard, the person say about Heiraz
4: if, well, if, you're being honest,
5: if, if you're being there, honest yeah, with I'll yourself honest, no, no, I will be honest I mean There's, there's this famous joke Gerardswelling is not only the town of the three M's But of the four M's Muur, mattedag, mannekebis and marginaal And marginaal is actually a kind of um, It's a slight, it's a criticism Yeah, yeah of course, I mean Scheldwoord but, but, uh, Scheldwoord, it's like a, it's like a a very badly connotated negative word yeah, yeah. to define us. But in a way we have, let's say, also like Alst, redefined <laughs> that very negative word and said, okay, M from marginal, the, bond, the ones being not at the center. But marginal, of course, has a very uh, yeah, but negative so, so, tone.
0: But when you talked about it, like, kind of in the margins between the flatlands and the hills, between the bourgeoisie of Odenarde and the kind of the urban centers of <laughs> Alst. And then you have the Walloon and the Flemish. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you have kind of the, the great sport uh, between, the, you know, b- between the cities, between the great sport and then the cake, you know, there, like there is this margin thing, but I mean, is there a, a sort of a, a marginal in the kind of like a, a, like a social decline, like the margins of society, which is derogatory and does that exist in Heiratsburg? Yeah, is, is it a
5: very poor town? It's a very poor town. I mean, there's a lot of uh, poverty in the town. There's a high percentage of, of uh, child poverty, actually. So there are some problems. And if you, let's say, walk and, and drive through the city, I mean, you see that a lot of shops are closed. I mean, so it, it's a very, I mean, difficult, very difficult time for, for our city. And, and also bec- because of our geographical location. I mean, it's a half hour drive to the very, to the, to, to, the, to the, the language border yeah no no to the no it's only two can we the ah, okay, yeah, to yeah. Get, but the, 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 the motorway, highway motor, yeah. the motorway i mean and so i mean yeah i mean i feel i'm doing my best i mean and all of us well we're doing our best to dynamize the city
0: I presume that when you see matatart in other parts of Belgium, does everyone in Heerlagsbergen just say, yeah, that's that's second rate? In order to make a good one, it has to be Heerlagsbergs and I think, but well, I don't know
5: if what I'm saying is secular. <laughs> there are, I mean, look, before we had this European label, or even before, I mean, let's say in the... Uh, the, when the Brotherhood was... Uh,
4: uh, started the, in the... The,
5: uh, the label is 2006. Yeah. But yeah, but actually... No, I mean, what I want to say is... Actually, there are some villages and towns... Like Horebeke. And also uh, uh, towns in Wallonia... Which have a tradition of baking and, and
0: actually Historically v- as well, probably. What? Yeah. Historically and, as well, probably. Yeah, yeah. And really, I mean... Really good
5: bakers. Top producers of, of matatar. And actually... The label, uh, this European label, was for them really. Let's say, for really painful. They were really angry, I think, back then. That we've, been, example, we've been uh, forgotten. Yeah, especially in Walunia, which has actually had a brotherhood of Mottart before. Hirasbergen had one in the in the seventies. Elzel, for example, the, the, the town of Elzel has a great tradition of matatar, going back decades. Because they, they're, they're exa- also an
0: eccentric town with all their he- mythology yeah. and their history and yeah. precisely
5: precisely uh, so th- I think that's really I mean that's really interesting the, the consequences of this identity claim for other towns I mean yeah I mean Horebeke for example they had a really really important Yeah, I mean that was that's tough for them that's tough for them yeah but yeah, yeah. so yeah but it's, it's all about as I told it's all about being the first it's all about being the first and it was a kind of race against the clock
0: So every year Herarsbergen holds the Dach von der the Day of the Matart, and the final event every year is the Matentarten Warp, the Matintard Throw. members of the city council and other dignitaries stand on the steps of St. Bartholomew's Church in the Market Square, near to the Monica The councillors speak with great pride and gratitude of the cows and the farmers and the bakers before throwing matatartan into the hundred-strong crowd who are standing below them in the square. These days, the matatartan are wrapped in individual plastic packaging so the townsfolk can eat the ones they catch. Importantly, there's a golden matatart amongst those thrown, one handcrafted by a local goldsmith Using a freshly baked mutton tart as a model with various gold plates welded and shaped together. The person who catches the golden mutton tart wins a cash prize and the town's respect. If my trip to Hjerasbergen showed me anything, It's that the Matatart is worth fighting for, not only for its wonderful food qualities, but because Gerasbergenars have put themselves into this little cake. They've constructed a history of the Matatart which is attached to their town, purporting to see the cake in old paintings and proposing arguments about the uniqueness of the region's milk. They've claimed the matatart as their own through EU recognition, with rules about how it can be made and who can make it, rules which serve to differentiate their tribe from those of other towns. They've accumulated their own language around the cake, as well as cultural depictions in artefacts and songs, and erotic poetry and cartoons. The throwing of the matatart at the end of the dag van the matatart is absolutely an eccentric tradition, but it's also a shared ritual the Hiraz Bakanars have built together which transforms this simple little cake into a gravitational centre for their sense of identity. By throwing the cake into the crowd, the leaders of the town are initiating an act of communion one which represents the sharing of memories and experiences and relationships and values which all those Heerasbergenaars hold together. With fewer and fewer of their farmers producing mutton each year, claims to ownership of the cake from other regions, and threats to the artisanal nature of its production, Heerasbergenaars thus find themselves in a battle for their identity. The Moor is a glory lost, the memories of great cycling races of the past still discussed in whispers tinged with sadness throughout the town's cafes. In contrast to the masculine bravado of the Brussels statue, the Mannequin Piss here stands as another lost glory, irreverent and whimsical. The statue's demeanour embodies the attitude of the marginal, averse to the rules that apply in the centre. This is a town in between things, but belonging to none of them. But the Matentart is still theirs. For now, catching a golden Matentart in Hierasbergen still means something. For how much longer will depend on what Hera's Barchanáres do today. Thanks to Visit Flanders for their support in producing this podcast. Thanks to you guys so much for listening. My name is Brendan Kearney, And this has been the Belgian Smack Podcast. Until next time, eat some cake, preferably a mother-dad, and love what you do.